We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Welcome to Group Therapy. This is Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of Evolve.com. We're just going to get rolling with this thing because I am tired. It's about 1230 uh, on, what day is it? (laughs) Wednesday, May 11th. The Dallas Mavericks fell to the Phoenix Suns. Fell is a... um, Probably not a good enough descriptor. More like got shoved off a, a deep, cl- uh, a high cliff into an abyss. Anyhow, um, oh, Mavs played a pretty okay first half, but you could see sort of the cracks in the foundation. Um, Luca and Brunson got cooking early, and then those sort of attempts just flat out closed off. Um, the Sun, the Mavericks were slow to get into offense in no small part, I think, because the Suns forced that. Uh, but then just Mavericks weren't able to hit shots. And then Luca was forced into taking some pretty difficult shots. Uh, and also I think that the Suns really ruthlessly targeted him on defense again, uh, particularly in the first half. Though it might not have like really, you know, if you weren't paying attention, you may not have noticed it. And then in the third quarter, um, I think, and I said this on podcast I just recorded with Josh Bow. Um, it was one of the most incompetent performances I've seen from like the entire group of players this year. From so you know, you go with Luca to Brunson to Dorian to Maxi to everyone who stepped on the floor to the coaching staff who didn't call a timeout after the Jalen Brunson. Uh, overturn or um, confirmed charge call that that I don't know why Brunson thought was a foul. Uh, just just some like really truly baffling performances at times at a time when the Mavericks couldn't have afforded it. They scored 14 points and turned the ball over 12 times in the third, and that was basically ball game. All right, um, uh, Jeremy asked a good question that I'm gonna I'm gonna just talk about right now. He says, "Why do they insist on posting Luca up 20 feet from the basket?" I don't think they do, Jeremy. This is a really I, this is an astute observation in the sense of it was maddening to watch them do it time and again and again with what happened. Um, but I will say that it was something I, I, I sort of started to expect as the game wore on because the Mavericks um, were slow to get into their offense. And then by the time the they went through some of their actions where they would get the, the Luca post up, they had pushed him out to the three point line. He's got to like establish it himself earlier there. And then they have to get the ball to him earlier there. Because if you notice a lot of the times he's getting the ball with like eight seconds on the shot clock. And so at that point, he doesn't have a lot of time to make move. He gets it with 12 seconds. There's a couple more dribbles. There's more things he can figure out. Um, it, it's sort of the way it went, but this, that's a really good question, Jeremy. Uh, I'm glad you asked it. And then we'll move on. Um, 
Then we'll move on to some of the folks who have questions. So the first person I saw pop in here was Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Hey, Kirk. Uh, how's it going? Oh, it's fine. If you'll, if you all will believe it, um, while pacing around my house in the post game, I just found the fact that my puppy shit on the floor, which is a pretty good summation of the Mavericks game. So what's up? <laughs> Uh, my, my apologies to you for that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take a second and let you clean it up. Um, so I, I'm kind of conflict. I'm pretty conflicted. Um, like on one hand, I, you know, no matter what happens, I'm, I'm happy for this group of guys that they've able to get even the series against what I think is, is probably the best team going, um, <clears throat> And and while saying that, I do think that while watching these other series, I think that the Suns-Mavs series has been the best basketball being played. Um, I do think Milwaukee, if Chris Middleton was healthy, uh, could be the best team. Um, that's to be seen. But so I agree I'm, with that. I'm happy for these guys. Um, I'm happy that we we've played well. The part that's really frustrating and that has me pretty pissed off is that it, 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 I, I felt that we had our our uh, foot on their throat <clears throat> in a way that we haven't, or especially with the, the way we opened the game. Um, it just felt like we, we, we had them rattled a little bit and it felt like we had control and that we were like locked in. Um, I do think that Luca taking bad threes, not being aggressive in the second quarter, um, really kind of was the initial part of that. And then I've, I've seen t- I've seen some tweets from Nick Angstad and even Her- Heral Bob about you know getting off Dwight's back, but I do think that starting him, um, especially in the second half, uh, he gave up two really, really bad offensive rebounds. And that kind of like gave them the Suns momentum and kind of like put us, um, it kind of just turned momentum into an avalanche. It just, it just really killed us. Um, And I don't know. I just feel like coaching was a a big part in this, like the Lucas stuff, the, the post-ups. I don't know why we got out of what we, what has been working um, and then just coming out of the second half, um, lackadaisical, like was pretty, that was like the worst quarter of basketball I've watched from us in a long time. And, and again, like the Dwight Powell starting, like that's one of the most baffling decisions. Like I, I just can't fathom. I just can't understand how, why they do that. Um, especially when they're playing Biombo. Biombo's only like 6'9", and I think Dwight could be effective in those minutes, but against Aiton, he's just like really, really bad. It's really frustrating to watch. Well, uh, I understand. I absolutely understand. I mean, what, you got anything else for us? No, nah, no, nah, that's – I think that's pretty much it, but thanks for letting me gripe, Kurt. Sure I think, Tyler. It. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Um, okay, coming up next, then let's go to my man. Hey, Brett, what's up? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I feel like the sky is falling in any more sense than I did after like game two. Um, I mean, the flaws that the Mavs had are still the same flaws. Uh, the struggles they had are the same as that they've had, you know, after that game, after plenty of points this season and in previous seasons as well. Um, I mean, a couple things. I think the Suns made a few adjustments that, that honestly they should have made sooner in the series in terms of, you know, Biombo and uh, Landry Shamit instead of Payne and uh, and McGee. If they'd made those adjustments in, you know, midway through game game three or something, I think it would be a different kind of series. Um, and that really took away a lot of what the Mavs had success doing. Um, in terms of attacking some of like the worst the worst defenders on the off the bench, uh, I don't know. I mean, like I think like Luca did not have a great game. He played pretty poorly, but to like when when you lose by thirty points, it's not the kind of thing where you can say like, oh, Luca just you know didn't set the tone or 
you know, he just, you know, he didn't try hard enough or whatever. Like that is not something one player does. Like one player does not make you lose by 30 points. Like, I think that there's plenty of criticism that's very valid for him. And in terms of like not getting downhill, um, but like, I think partly be, this is because I think I watched like a few videos on Twitter in terms of like detailing some of the Mavs off ball movement throughout uh, games like three and four uh, that in those kind of ISO situations, they really, they really showed that um, even when like Luca or Brunson is isolating against a defender, that, that it's not like in those games, at least it was not just, you know, going to work and everybody else stands around that guys were moving and cutting off the ball. And that just did not happen tonight. Did um, not happen. The, the, and, and that's, that's sort of, so it's like Josh and I talked about this for a real long time on our show tonight. And I had to like end it with this point. And I want everyone in the chat to know this. Cause I think this is true. When we talk about the things that we think Luca could do differently and we don't highlight other players being garbage, it's because Luca will probably fix those things for the next game. Whereas, like, I I don't know what to say about Spencer Dinwiddie, for example. I just thought, like, there's nothing interesting to say. So it's like, Luca, for example, one of the things Josh thought that he could do better was actually get the ball up faster. So instead of crossing half court at, at you know, 17, 16 seconds, cross it at 19, 20 seconds and have more time to get into the actions that they want to get into. Um, and there's just little stuff that they could try to do a little bit differently next game. And maybe, maybe they will. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm curious to see what sort of adjustments occur because in this game, I did not see any. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, and you know, again, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who very much disagree and believe that, you know, Jason Kidd has been an incredible coach. And I will again say that he's been much better than I had expected, but, um, there, these the some of the specific issues he had in this game are issues that have happened the entire year, specifically with the timeouts, yeah. as you mentioned. Um, I obviously, you know, coaches don't love to make the like the reactive timeout calls, like what I think of as like a Greg Popovich timeout, where yeah. it's like it's Carl the second, did it, them all the time. Yeah, I mean, it, it's those timeouts where it's two minutes into the second half, and your team didn't clearly did not is not playing well. And maybe that's because they didn't listen to whatever at halftime <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, I mean, clearly something like is going very wrong. And like the, the third quarter is arguably like the most important, like, like that first half of the third quarter is really where a lot of games, regular season or playoffs really change. Um, and if that starts going the wrong direction, it's very difficult to stop it going the wrong direction at like six minutes. That's something you have to change immediately. Um, and then just kind of waiting and then like, getting like the fact that kid basically allowed Brunson to call the challenge for him when he did not previously this series in a much more clear, like obvious situation where you should challenge when Luca was calling for a challenge. It's very, it's very much an example. I would say of not having a process like it's not, it's not because of any grand plan or reasoning of, or, or, or like strategy behind the reason you do things. Like mm-hmm. it's just doing it off of this is what feels right in the moment, yeah. or because you're getting convinced by whoever, whatever way. I mean, and I think that that's like, I would say that that's kind of what what Kid has done. Um, I would say in the first in the first round series, I mean he he did adjust in the sense that he went away from Dwight and went to a small ball lineup. However, that is also the way teams have adjusted against the Jazz for for like half a decade Um, i mean like like the book is the book has been out on on that team um but and in here i mean i I, while i would like to see some more kind of adjustments i do think that in in the way that you know the suns have adjusted by going to different players off the bench the mavs cannot do that because there are not other options like the players that play (laughs) are the players that will play and like they can play like in different slightly different groups or like slightly different minutes but like there's not like putting Marquise Chris in there or, you know, yeah. or Josh Green is not going to like change any outcome of the series. This is the depth thing we've talked about for three years and that's okay. And I like, there's no point in rehashing that specific element, oh, yeah. but I, I agree. Like the, the, what I suppose I was just shocked about was that, and granted this all just happened in the third quarter. So maybe there just wasn't time to talk about it, but the Mavericks just, things really did go sideways for them starting in the second half of the first quarter. 
I mean, they were beating the crap out of the Suns. It was 24 to 16 at one point, and it did not look good for Phoenix. And then the doubt, like, and, and Dallas had scored a ton by getting into the paint. Now, they weren't necessarily scoring from the paint, but they were getting into the paint and then kicking and driving. And then they just stopped doing that. That's the thing that, that I'm going to, I'm going to be thinking about for a while is that, that there was some choice there because you saw it with Brunson after the game was decided. He put his head down and went and got to, to the, the basket and yeah. they just, they stopped doing that. And that film session is going to suck for these oh, guys. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think that uh, to me it was like I don't know when it was like seven eight seven minutes into the first quarter or something. Luca drove, uh, got pretty much to the rim, and then got pretty badly hacked by Biombo, no call. And then from that point on, like he just did not look to to drive inside anymore. Like yeah. he would post up and stuff, but there was no driving from the perimeter um, after that. And, and and that's the kind of thing that I think like. And I think that's indicative of, like, I would say, like, the one broad issue I would, like, contend with that, with that Luca has. And this is not like, oh, I, you know, I don't think he tries hard enough or whatever. But I just think that mentally he al- he allows, like, the refereeing to affect him. And, like, I personally do not care at all about whining to the refs. I do not – I like, I get that people aesthetically, like, just, dis- like, find that frustrating. I don't sure. care at all in terms of, like – I mean, in terms of – like, you don't want to get suspended or whatever for text. But – like I don't care about that, but what I do care about is when he allows like that bit of it to dictate the way he plays. Yeah, like I, I thought he stops. Like I thought he stopped attacking at certain. Like the next time I see him shoot a step back three over DeAndre Ayton, I'm going to scream. I feel like Ayton is one of the few players in the league, big players, that he won't challenge. It was there was just some weirdness again, and it's like we're talking about Luke because he's the best player, not because we think he's terrible. So nobody yell at us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, as you've said before, you know, I, I'm like, you know, a huge Luca right. fan. Like, I'm, I, I'm normally, you know, one to, to be, as I said at the beginning, like to say, like, it's not, this is not all on him, but, but as you said, you know, some play, like, lots of players are who they are. Like, like Spencer Dinwiddie is not going to like develop new skills in the next year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's, like that's not going to happen. And th- and that's the th- that would say I would, in general when people talk about the Mavs roster, the Mavs being a young team, like Luca is young, everybody else on that team is not. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you, you can't teach, teach an old dog new tricks. Like, and and Luca is the one who who can make those kind of changes, and that is the kind of change that I w- I do expect you know to be made um, at some point. Maybe that hopefully that's this like you know in the next day or two. You know, more more than likely it'll be in the next you know year. Yeah, but, and I feel I feel I sort of feel for him for the three point stuff because it's like if he makes two more shots, do I feel differently? Because he's three of his last eighteen. If if he makes five of his last eighteen, do I feel differently? And I I kind of think I do because that's like small sample size theater. So again, yeah. it's it's just something to kind of fu- it like it's harping on it, but it just everything flows downhill from Luca. So yeah, and I was gonna say, and he also I think he hit his first. I don't know if it was it was what it was his first or second three point shot. Um, and then I think he thought that you know he had it going from there and just did not. Yeah. All right, Brett. Thanks so thanks. much. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to let's go to, to Chris. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Hey, Kirk, how's it going? Oh, okay. Yeah, these old these late games are draining my soul here. Uh, these Phoenix. Oh man, just late night games. Um, sure. Sucks uh, losing too. Dwight Powell, Jesus Christ, two points. Really? Oh, he only actually, no eight points, minutes. He only played eight uh, minutes one, though. Freaking rebound. I, God, man. And yeah, Dinwiddie, two points. Like, yeah, that was the thing. You know, Phoenix did what they just wanted Luca to try to do everything. And then Jalen Brunson, all the turnovers. I mean, I, I did not see that coming because I felt pretty good in the first half. I mean, even when we we're down by three, we gave up that lead, but I really felt like we were going to do it. Like, go back home and the pressure is going to be on them. But did anybody see that coming? I did not see that. Whatever run they went on, uh, it was like 17-0 run, I think. It just that's nuts. I, is that what they're doing? I mean, just they, I, obviously they're playing better at home, just like we are. But I mean, it just seems like this it's the Luca show when we play in Phoenix, and then when we're in Dallas, you know, it's the role players are just like cooking. So, well, it, it goes back to a little bit about what Brett said, where 
I think they got pushed out of their game plan a little bit, and then there was they were punched in the mouth so quickly in the third quarter because it's like they had four turnovers in the first four minutes, I think. And it's just when you're when you're sloppy with the ball, ball hand like like taking control of the ball has just been it's been something that the Mavericks are really good at all year. And so it's like when a staple of of your performance goes awry, it's hard to bounce back. And I I, I almost I'm you know, in hindsight, I sort of wonder if Kid seeded the game by like six minutes in the third quarter. Like, maybe not tip your hand for anything for game six while trying to get back into the game when you're down by that many points. Yeah, and I know Booker was cooking the night, but yeah, I mean, Chris Paul only has seven points. I mean, yeah, that's kind of that's good that he brutal. played a lot of minutes tonight, so hopefully he'll be worn out by because it's another game on, thir- you know, Two days mm-hmm. from now, um, yep. but Aiden, I mean, just Dwight Powell, like I, I get it. I mean, Aiden's better, but damn, he just like, I feel like he's, he tapped the ball to Aiden twice, like a, like a back tap or just pass it right to him. It seemed like, and then sure. Aiden was just getting some easy buckets and yeah, even Jay Crowder, he only had three points tonight. It's just, I, it's just, yeah, the turnovers killed us. The second, you know, Phoenix second chance points. It's just, it's, it's frustrating. This was the game you got to get. Cause now it's like, both games are elimination games. Right. But I'm going to another game <laughs> Thursday, so let's let's do this. Uh, I feel good about it. But you know what? I don't want Scott Foster on the next game. I want Scott Foster <laughs> on game seven. So. <laughs> all right, buddy. We'll talk soon. We, we can beat the Suns in Dallas. We all know that. We need Scott Foster, uh, our X Factor, <laughs> for game Love seven. It. So, And uh, I only put the Jay Crowder on my profile picture. I don't know why I did uh I, he's faking it, man. He was in the back, you know, with that whole uh, – No, Biombo. did you see that shot? That shot was nasty. I, I yeah, but he was in the like back. Shoulders. He didn't even have a – he didn't have an ice pack or anything. He was just walking around casually. I think he's – I think that, he's fine. But I it's think. like – like, the way it looked was not ideal is is the thing. It's just like, I get it. Like, that was – some of the – the Booker thing was – was he was acting, and he, he, there's a video of it. But yeah. like the, the, oh, the oh, Crowder okay. thing, that <laughs> hurt. He's a right-handed shooter, right? And that was his left shoulder. Yeah. So, well, you know, he he could probably shoot with both hands. You know, that dude's such a weird shooter. Anyways, thanks so much, Chris. Hey, we'll wait. talk soon. Yeah, Matt, go Mavs. Yep. Alrighty. Who else is next? I'm tired, guys. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to rush, rush, rush my man off stage. Hey, Brad, what's going on? Hit that unmute button for us. I bet Brad's. Oh, yep, yep. There How are we doing? Oh, yeah, you know, uh, was better in the first half, uh, but, you know, now here we are. Uh, I, I'm kind of with you, what you just mentioned. I, th- I think that there was a lot of the second half that, like, once things got out of hand, the kid just said, you know what, fuck it, like, why bother? Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 you know, realistically, like, we're outmatched by this team. Uh, they're... They just have better, you know, players than us. Yeah. Uh, they won a lot of games. Um, that's not a fluke from them. And uh, I think that there's a little bit of sadness to try and say, you know what, Let, let's just uh, try and hold it back and come back to Dallas, win game six, hopefully, because I'm going to be traveling to be there, and I'd like to see that. Oh wow! Um, yeah, just by happenstance, but you know, I'm gonna like, yeah. you know, buy buy a ticket for the game, obviously, because I'm there. Um, but you know, then I think it's uh, you know, if you have to pick one game to win in Phoenix, like you might as well pick Game Seven. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like it, yeah. I just honestly really think like if we win this Game Five, then. Like, sure, we get the full wrath of them in, like, game six in Dallas. And uh, if not, then they may take a lazy – they may take a little bit lazier outlook on game six in Dallas. Like, oh, you know what? We just take it home. We can dominate home, which they have been. Oh, it's been so bad. Well, I'm hopeful. Uh, you know, the only person who seems to be immune from, from home road splits is uh, Davis Bertans, um, who is just <laughs> – in you know, just just – Plays with insane, insane, hilarious confidence. I, you know, man, I wish I had his confidence in my entire life. Just, just yeah. period. Like, the dude, like, gets the ball in his hands, and I'm like, it's up in like half a second. Like, he's incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it, 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 Sean's in the chat and he says shooters need that confidence. And I tend to agree, but like there's confidence and then there's like the man, the man plays like a tenured professor just saying shit in the classroom. <laughs> like, I Look, like, no, no, no. So like people might have forgotten, like the THJ has confidence. Yes. Bertans is on a different level of confidence, right? Like, you know, <laughs> he takes like 40 footers, like Tim <laughs> Like it's the distance and it's kind of the audacity. Like I, 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 tell you, I know what you mean. It's just like the, it's, it's the like, yeah, sure. You know what? I love him. Like Spencer, obviously for this trade has been, you know, poopy in the playoffs. Uh, I just really wish there's anything from him here because that's been like, you know, our missing part in this. Like yeah. we had three going in this, we had this like three ball handler scheme that we got attacked get in the paint, dish out, or, you know, get a foul call. And Spencer's been the guy that really, you know, more or less hasn't had it. You know, right. Brunson and Luca have struggled, like, in certain games, of course. But, like, more or less, like, they've, they've figured it out most enough. But, uh, you yeah, know, would has been kind of the missing link. And so now it's, like I guess, like the Bretons trade. Like, is that it? Like, I mean, <laughs> he makes – like the shots he makes, I, I just count as all bonus. Like yeah. he's out there. Like he can't play defense. Yeah, he's he tries there, hard. Like, I mean, uh, Reggie Miller, I think maybe mentioned that like, oh, him and Cleve out there rebounding lineup, and I was like, what? Excuse me, who? <laughs> like those guys don't re. Oh no, that was like him and Palme. The point is, like, Breton's not a rebounder. Like, he's just out there to shoot shots. Yeah, which he does, but um. You know, I don't know. I, I had hope. I texted my buddies. We're down by three. I said, uh, I've got hope at half that, like, we might make a game out of this. And then I think that, like, even though Luca's been as cold from shooting as you can be. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Know, I know you guys. Oh, sh- uh, you there? Uh. Yeah. Oh shit. Brad, this is great audio. Oh, you there? Sorry. Yeah. I knocked my headphone out and had some. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, all right. You no, just yeah, you just gave us a reenactment of Jason Kidd trying to figure out what to do during that run. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's the thing, though. Is uh. You know, like um. I feel like we we were kind of there, and then just like couldn't pull it through, and that's yeah. that's fine. But like you know, we didn't have the shooters. Like when Dorian starts the game, two two from three, and then he doesn't have another shot until like it felt like the fourth quarter. Like, I don't know, that might not be true. Right. But yeah, I know he's playing like forty minutes a night, so I'm like, like how does he not have another shot? Yeah. Uh, I I Luca Luca got too cute sometimes. Uh, made some bad plays off of that. He also can't hit a shot. He hasn't he hasn't shot well from the field in four games maybe in a yeah. row. So I, I don't know. You know, it, this game like this would have been a nice win for us. Obviously, this wasn't a win I was really expecting. But this, I will be happy to say that like I was anxious like. Almost all day. Like at work, I was like, oof. Like, I hope I get off in time to like have time to like go for a run before sure. I watch this game because I just need to like get some stress out, you know? Like I've been anxious about it. Like I was checking Twitter even more than I normally do. Like just to be like, Oh, is anything else happened that I don't know? Sure. About? And that's just like a good good thing for Mavericks basketball, you know. Here we are, second round. You know, you lose game five in Phoenix, turns out, like, that's the game we're supposed to lose against the best team in the NBA this year. Right. Um, is, is like, clouded as my mind wants to be, like, thinking that, like, sure, we'll probably still win the series. Um, but that's also how you set them up for a great game seven comeback win. Appreciate you, Brad. We'll talk soon, all right? All right, man. Uh, let's go to a Sean. Hey, Sean, what's up? Hello? Hey, what's up? 
Hey, Kirk, how are you doing? Hey. <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> I just want to say, um, I don't know if you saw the message I sent, but um, right when the game started through the first six minutes, I said the ball movement of Dallas is like genuinely sensational. We were getting such fantastic shots up. And then it just stopped. The moment you said I, that, I remember I that. Yeah. I literally cursed. Sean, you there? We're getting a little choppy on the audio. All right. I'm sorry, man. It totally froze you out on the audio. Um, must be sometimes internet connectivity deals that. Tyler, what's up, man? Kirk, what's up, man? I'm tired. Somebody just sent me... <laughs> Somebody just, this guy Josh just sent me Mavs Moneyball. How the recent trend for Bitcoin has been relative to Spencer Dinwiddie's play for the Mavericks. (laughs) 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 Oh, what? You know, sometimes we laugh to keep from crying. Well, um, we've got a couple of stats for you. I mean, I'm not sure you want to hear them, but. uh... Sure. Have you looked at a box score? Would you happen to guess how many team assists the Mavs had today? Oh, yeah, I wrote on that. They only had nine, and they really actually had seven, and they just got two well after the game was decided. I mean, that was that's where the ball movement stuff Sean was talking about kind of went in the gutter in a hurry, and that's been really dependent because in game three and games four, they assisted 60% of their field goals. Uh, Luca had more steals than assists. Yeah, he wasn't passing the ball great nor did he get a lot of great opportunities to pass Dorian Finney-Smith's three-point shooting is a great bellwether and he took five but he took two in the first four minutes so if he knocks down his first two shots he's probably should be shooting 10 not five yeah Um, that's the thing like I don't think the Mavs have any more like changes they can make they just have to play better and like it it's like, I know they just did it in games three and four, which, by the way, sorry I missed those uh, green rooms. I was getting ready for, you know, finishing up this master's program. But um, Sure. If, cool flex, know, by the way. Yeah, nice. Side flex. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's just today was bad. And the, best, the worst part of it, I don't know if you heard uh, whoever was doing the sideline reporting for TNT. She said that uh, – the math staff said whoever wins this quarter is going to end up winning the series, and then they promptly get blown out by 20 in the quarter. Yeah, well, you know, we've all shut our mouths off at a time or two. <laughs> it, they they didn't just do that; they like quite literally lit themselves. Well, fire. I mean, it's true. Like <laughs> since to I, I since 2000, teams who win Game Five in a seven game series have won 70 percent of the time. Yeah, <laughs> they they. Lighting yourself on fire in a in the third quarter of a pivotal game five is not the best strategy to go with, but yeah. you know it's, it'll be interesting to see because I think the role players will play pretty well in game six, playing at home, back in front of the fans. But in the three games in Phoenix, we've been down by twenty in all three, and by thirty in two of them. So they have sure. to figure out how to get some to get some offense going because it's just been brutal. It has been. But I'm well, looking forward to Thursday. I am cautiously optimistic about Game Six, but well, they better we'll do something. See. It's it's my fucking birthday, and if I have to stay up till 3 a.m. covering a series and like season-ending loss, I'm gonna be pissy. Well, Dorian's birthday was bad, but CPP CP3's birthday was bad, so hopefully, uh, we'll see how the birthday luck goes. Yeah. All right, bud. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Yeah, we'll see you then. We're gonna try Sean again. See how his internet's doing. What's up, buddy? Is it, it was. Well? It's just like it froze up hard, and sometimes that happens, so it's got to, you know, add or remove. So what's up? Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying uh, when Chris Paul hit that, uh, it was a late uh, it was a late second quarter jumper over, I think it was Reggie Bullock, yep. uh, when they went 49-46. Like, that's what gave them the three-point lead. I was so glad the quarter was ending because I sensed a Phoenix run coming, but I don't think anyone would have sensed the kind of Phoenix run that was coming. When they went 11-0, I was like, okay, now's the time. Now's the time. We're just going to get a stop. We'll get get an easy bucket. 
just kept going kept going kept going and it was just like i've never seen like in the at least the last two years the mavs get that discombobulated in like a quarter they were lost they did not know what to do and it's very like surprising because one thing that i think a lot of us as fans were proud of was how kid definitely made us a way more stable team because i know runs and going down big and then coming back big was something we were doing in the last few years as well and we've done it plenty of times this year but there's that stability that a good coach brings to your team 12 turnovers in a quarter that's that's while this reminded me of like that first month of jason kidd as a coach where he was just trying to figure things out and it's yeah. fine because he he's not really like one of the most exp- he's, not, he's not nearly as experienced as monty williams of course like <laughs> jason kidd was a won a championship years after monty williams started coaching so uh, i think so like what, it was just the third was, quarter yeah, went yeah. like this so the mavs scored on the opening bucket it was 48-49 and then it was 50-51 and that was at the 10-27 mark jalen brunson made a nice shot Booker answers eight seconds later with a crazy, like running three pointer, and then Aiton makes a shot, and then Jordan makes another tip shot, uh, and then Booker makes another three pointer. So they basically scored ten. No, it wasn't basically. They scored ten points in a hundred seconds, and that was when Kid called his first time out, or did he? Where was no, that? I think he called. I think he called it. On yeah, yeah. Kid, there. kid called it right then. That was the, after wow. the running three-point shot. And then they, they, they tried to like Cleaver missed a hand grenade of a three-pointer that Luca gave him. And then after that, um, Brunson committed the charge, which was that was 40 seconds after the timeout. And by that point, like, like it, looking at this, it really makes me wonder if Kid just seeded the game because it was they had scored 13 points unanswered. and it i mean it, it was brutal yeah it was purely like a morale and momentum thing i think they just went flat in that moment and we i again the surprising thing was the fact that we seeded because it's not that long ago when we made a 20 point comeback in the fourth quarter against the warriors which is well another conference semi final team so like the packing it in was a little like it caught me off guard because because then like the players were still on the floor they were just playing disengaged basketball so i mean i hope i hope game 6 this is turning out like last year when against clippers it was the away team was winning every single game so far this time every game has been won by home team i hope we can continue that and just like how the clippers beat us sorry just like how we lost to the clippers eventually at the stable center I hope we can damn like beat them in this arena it's like an Achilles heel and I'm I'm going to stay optimistic because we do have the we do know how to beat the Suns it's just a question of whether they will give us the same openings they gave us in games 3 and 4 in Dallas for sure well thanks man thanks for rejoining thank you all right um friend of the show Matt Moore sent me a text just now Um home teams in game 6 down 3 to 2 are 25 and 25. They lose the series, lose series but are 500 in game 6. So, we, you know, it's not like the series thing sucks because you know you're playing game 7 on the road, which like the Mavericks are one of the few teams over the last, you know, 30 years to actually do this, but um it's it's real like the 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 things are okay, you know, there's enough reason for optimism. Um oh, I'm sorry. Matt notes that it's in the semifinals in game 6. uh we're team home teams are down and and coming into game 6 anyhow i'm i'm screwing this stuff up cuz i'm tired um josh bo uh and brett shared this in the chat um josh bo sh- wrote that <laughs> amazing flow chart <laughs> back in early april and he says i've devised a flow chart to help explain and understand these dallas mavericks did the dallas mavericks role players make open shots that luka doncic created for them yes the mavericks won and looked like a finals contender No, the Mavericks lost and looked like a lottery team. God, I love that chart. I'd forgotten about that. Thank you, Brett. Um, okay, let's get through our last two folks and go. Jacob, how you doing? What's up? That's where I am. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I hate sports, man. I went to the Stars game last night and they laid a big fat egg out there. Oh. 
Yeah, it's been a brutal two days for Dallas sports. Yeah, and then the stinker. I mean, every time I feel like that, we have a chance to, you know, like take take a take a lead on the series. You know, maybe uh get out of, obviously get out ahead and you know shock the world. Then we just come out and lose by thirty. For sure. I and mean, then, and Tyler points this out in the chat. I just have to read this. After the Mavericks were up twenty-one to thirteen with four nineteen left in the first quarter, from that point on, they were outscored ninety-seven to fifty-nine. I, I, I mean, it was looking good um, when we went up by eight. We went; it was like forty to thirty-two. I think that was after Bertons hit that three one. Yeah, it was thirty-seven to thirty. I remember that because it was a four-point play. Right. Yeah, and I don't know why. Like, like, like to me, like it, it's it's like in baseball. You know, if someone's hot, you, you're not going to take them out of the lineup. For any any reason, you're just gonna ride that till it stops. I feel like I know Bertons is a chair on defense. Granted, he tries really hard, but I mean, no one else is making their shots really. I feel like you just kind of let that ride. Yeah. Same thing with Dorian too, but okay. But Luca was kind of. I was gonna get frustrated at watching him play in the second quarter uh, when you're dribbling the clock the shot clock down to seven seconds, you know, you're only helping them and the ball's not popping and it's just the ball's static and it's just not working. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that was, that was second, that was halfway through the second quarter. And then we go down by three at halftime and we went down by like eight or 10 or something like that. Aiden had a putback where Jay kid really should have called a timeout. Uh, I feel like he waits way too long to call timeouts. Yep. And we went down by like 10 and then turned into 15 and it just fell over. Then I, I'm not even going to lie. I stopped watching the game. Yeah, I understand. I completely understand. Josh uh, stopped watching in the fourth and missed like the, the whole fracas. It's, it, 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 you know, it's something to turn away of. I just ended up watching it because I ended up writing like half the recaps this time of year because I'm a lunatic. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, Jacob. You got anything else? Uh, no, I was just going to say, I know that flagrant on Dorian was total bullshit and I know the refs are going to suck, but I mean, I, I, to me, it's just, I hate complaining about the refs at this point. You know, they're not making us miss shots. Yeah. That's where I was. I mean, it was the same play happened to Maxi, and I remember thinking, wow, that's a really hard foul, but then I didn't really think anything of it. Mm -hmm. And he just played it up. I mean, I'm not sure if you've seen the video after the game, like, he like actually like makes a Luka Doncic based comment, um, to where it just I just you know the last time he did this the Mavericks went out and won two games because of his him and Chris Paul's like smirk in the post game stuff. So hey, that's I, I can I can look forward to that, right? Yeah, I guess so. And I mean, hey, I'll take Foster refing Game Six. I think we need all the help that we can get. <laughs> to be honest, I, I, if we force. Obviously, game seven without Foster, and then like, you know, hey, that's 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 funny. That's actually hilarious. But man, some home cooking. Why not? <laughs> well, thank you, Jacob. Let's talk soon. All right. All right. Thanks. Mm. Okay, coming up last, we got uh, Logan. Hey, Logan. Uh, I pulled you up last because your How's avatar is creepy. Your avatar is creepy, and I'm punishing you until you change it. I'm just yeah, kidding. I kind of have to have to kind of have to change it now after the loss, don't I? It feels appropriate. <laughs> Maybe I'll find one that's a little more humble. Um, I do. So Luca was frustrating as hell, and that's kind of like beating a dead horse to talk about it. But something I I noticed is that well, first of all, didn't you think we started off like crisp? Like yeah. I was like, we look like we're at home. Like I was so I thought it was gonna be a great game. They went away from it. Like I, I, the the Suns played really good D, and you always got to like factor these things in. But they went away from what they were doing, which was attacking the paint. Like it wasn't just Luca, but he took a step back three that had no re- like they just it, Brunson then took like some shimmy shake thing from like 17 feet where he pivoted four times. You know, it was a bunch of outside shots that didn't go, and then yeah. things just never they never got it back. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, the attack and the pain is really the main thing, but I just thought, I remember being like, oh, this is about to be an epic game, and I was like, Phoenix might still win, but they're probably going to, like, tear our hearts out, because we just right. like, had sort of the same attitude, yeah, and the ball movement and attacking the paint, but someone noted, I, w- I was saying, 
Luca's worst play was when Dinwiddie was out there too, because it's when he got the most Luca ballish. And someone mm. noted that that's when the flow stopped was when Brunson came off the court the first time. We didn't wow. lose the se- we didn't lose the second quarter to the same degree, but like the first quarter flow and. I mean, that's going to happen because Brunson's way better. But I'm just saying that I think it's just clear Brunson's the only one Luca trusts. Yeah. And he honestly let him cook in the first quarter, yeah. you know? So, Well, the, the Dinwiddie stuff is going to be an uncomfortable offseason conversation if he doesn't show up for game six. Right. He, had, he has been nothing short of a disaster this offseason. Or I'm sorry, this postseason. At, at one point, I haven't finalized the stats, but – I want to say he's like 41 for 121 from the field this postseason. Like that's that's 33 percent. Yeah, and and is that the third most attempts on the team is the thing that's most glaring? You know what I mean? Is that like is that? I mean, and it just kind of comes back to talent. I mean, we can say it a million times, but to have he's the third creator and he can't create anything good. And then a lot, you know, people keep saying we got like, when it comes to feeding people that are making threes, when you're up against a really good defense, you have to like have guys that create those advantages and only Brunson. And then so it's like, well, Dorian Finney-Smith didn't get any shots after he made a couple. And it's, if their defense is playing really well and you can't really like create any advantage, what it is, like you don't even get a choice. You know what I mean? I mean, but there's a there's a tentativeness that's happening with some with with and granted tonight's a good it's a road thing, but it's Dinwiddie didn't play with tentatives. The dude drew all sorts of free throws down the, the and you know he his one good thing tonight was drawing some free throws. And I I just I don't know it, the, the the conversation with him is not it's 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 not very nuanced and yeah. I, I hate that because. Part of why I like talking about basketball is delving into some of the like like the the, the things that you can bicker about. Um, and right now it's just like when you look like like going back to the first two games, for example, with Jalen Brunson. Everything with Jalen Brunson boiled down to the fact that he just needed to play better. I mean, Brunson has taken. Let me go look this up. Before this series, this is like driving me crazy, but Brunson before tonight was three of 11 for the series from three. He took one tonight. So now he's three of 12 Brunson's unwillingness to take three pointers. This series is, is very detrimental to the Mavericks. It's kind well, of, hard to, it, it's a little thing, but it's like these little things all add up when teams take them away from me. And like, I'm sure that the Mavericks and anybody who's smarter than me would probably say, well, the, the, the Suns are taking away the three pointer from Brunson. Like, I'm not sure about that. I just don't no. Think he's got shooting. he's got space. He's got space to. I mean, that's really his like. That's the only leap he has available because he's. I mean, he is the size that he is. I mean, he can also get better at ball handling. Get better. Oh, his three point shooting rate is down from college. He shot more threes. Exactly. Like like. It, it, I don't understand what some of what he's doing. He's a good catch and shoot three point guy. Anyway, I know, I, I I was, I'm rambling now. It's just the 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 Suns are taking away a lot of little stuff, and then the Mavericks are also taking things away from themselves, taking their own their own little stuff away. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I just think that that's getting up that three point volume. Like, if he's going to just become a better player at 25, that's what it is. You it know is because I mean? he's never going to be a huge free throw drawing guy. Right. You know, he took six tonight, which is great, but it's like you go look at him on the on the rest of the postseason and you go look at him for his career. It's just when you take like the eight foot floater stuff and you're not initiating contact, it's just it's a different it's it's a different deal. Yeah. No, it is. My uh just like to put a cap on the Denwoody thing, my friend who's not a Mavs fan but has been watching was like you guys have good vibes. Like everybody loves each other. There's not really a player that you know. It seems like the team doesn't like. And then I was like, oh, that's Dinwiddie next year. <laughs> that's well, <laughs> he's like, like no one wanted. He's to not hear there me. yet, but no one wanted to hear me say this because Spencer is a really fun quote when you're winning. Spencer is not a fun quote when you're losing. Right. Like, uh, he pissed off a lot of the Wizards for saying the exact same kind of shit he said here. It's just you know when there's some accountability and you're winning, you can kind of get away with it. But like I'm the Spencer Dinwoody of every office environment I've been in, where it's just like people <laughs> yes. really like, you know. And I, I still there's a, a there's a, a Slovenian fan, um, Anya, I think her name is, who just like told me the other night. She's like, you're a lot more fun to listen to when the Mavericks suck because you're like angry and you say the stuff that's true. But like when they're winning, I don't really like listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I feel like you're a, you're a good. Um, 
You're a good realistic, good realistic voice. So well, I mean, you know, I've been wrong. <laughs> I've been wrong on a lot, and I'm okay with being wrong because I'd rather be wrong in the Mavericks win. I will say that I'm very curious to see, like, the bigger picture term with this, like, you know, not to get off on these tangents. I think all of us like go to bed, but what the where the Mavericks go from here, where they build on this, is very difficult to see, and. That's why I've not really wanted to talk about like Brunson's contract and all the all the extra because it's not a fun conversation. No, it's not. It's and very it, bottlenecked. It's very it, like, bottlenecked. You know, great way to phrase it because <laughs> the sort of shit where we're talking about is exactly what I'm talking about with the Spencer Dinwiddie comment. Is like I have to say out loud, the Mavericks cap situation is gross because they have made it gross. And that free agency isn't great and that they've been bad at drafting. And no one wants to hear that. They want to hear that we're good and special and that everything's going to be okay. And I hope that's the case. I want to continue to be wrong. Well, and it is what makes it most frustrating is that I think this playoffs and we could even take the Suns to seven where it's not a guarantee we, t- right. we only take them to six. This playoffs is the kind of playoffs that if you have 20 million, I won't even talk about getting a star so we can get even more realistic and like feel a little less pie in the sky about it. Even if you're adding a Bojan Bogdanovic or someone like that, like this is the kind of team that that guy is like, oh, like Al Horford with Celtics, he clearly wants a ring and he's not a superstar. And like a guy, I mean, we're not, I'm not going to say that we're, we'd like win the title as soon as we get such a dude. I'm just saying the fact we don't have any flexibility to even make that a reality is the problem. Like, which I mean, yeah, we could just beat it into the ground when we know how rigid the kind of situation is. But yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been fun, guys. Um, we'll we'll do one of these happens. after Game Six and be happy, right? I like the attitude. Thanks so much, Logan. I hope you uh, have a better day tomorrow. We'll talk yeah. soon. Oh, appreciate. Ooh, didn't mean to press that button so quickly. All right, guys, everybody go be good. Um, download and, you know, listen to our podcast, do all the subscribe and stuff. Or let me go look at our stats because I'm a nerd about this. Um, we are a couple thousand downloads away from cracking a half million on the air, and I would like to do that. So if you will go, um, you know, just download it. Even if you don't listen, I would appreciate it. Uh, Jeremy asks, Kirk, I think you referenced the Kobe or die video from 2011. <laughs> my favorite line. How do you get better? Trade all these M efforts, but me, Oh my God. This is one of my favorite videos. Kobe Bryant, funny, uh, uh, 2011, like playoff meltdown, I think is what the funnier die video is. It's, it's an incredible bit of acting. All right, guys be good. We'll talk soon.